Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. Hey guys, good morning to you all uh, in uh, whichever congregation you're in. Uh, We are in such a special time uh, at the moment as a church. And before we kind of launch into the message this morning, uh, be, be really good just to pray for a few moments because God doesn't just want to give us a message this morning. Uh, as He is working in the worship and as we're hearing the Word at this time, He is doing something. He is working. And so while we get, when we get into the Word this morning, it's not so much listening to a message, but it's, okay, Holy Spirit, mm. uh, do this Word in me, work in me uh, as, we, as we just get into Him through the word today. So let's just pray, shall we, right at the, the beginning of this, uh, this part of the meeting. Father, I just thank you that there's an invitation to intimacy at this time. I thank you that you're calling all of us into a deeper life of intimacy mm-hmm. with you. I thank you, Jesus, that you are awakening us at this time that you don't want us to be asleep in any way. You don't want us just to live with the knowledge of you and experience of you up to this point, but you're inviting us into a a deeper life and place of intimacy with you because you're wanting us to come alive in a new way, to understand and see what you're doing and saying at this time the importance of our lives really being given to you in these days. Thank you, Jesus. So Holy Spirit, I thank you that you would just quicken in every one of us this Mm. morning who you are, what you're saying, what you're doing. Holy Spirit, we would understand what that looks like in our lives personally, what that means day by day as part of the bigger picture of what you are doing at this time. Holy Spirit, I ask you you would give us ears to hear what you're saying, eyes to see what you're doing and hearts to understand what is going on in terms of your kingdom purposes. So we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise your name, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, on, um, On Wednesday evening at the encounter night, uh, we, there, I don't know how to describe it really. It was, it was, it was such a powerful mm. time, both in the room, but also I know from the responses we've had in people's homes as well. And, you know, sometimes it's difficult to describe when, when you're meeting with God and He is there, mm. He's present, He is, He is at work. There, and there was something, there was something different, something, um, fresh uh, about what what he was doing and how he was yeah. in the room, in the place, in our homes on Wednesday. And there's, I don't know about you guys, but at this time there's such a, a call, an invitation mm-hmm. to a greater, it's not just intimacy in your time with him, as in, you know, you're spending the time with the Lord and this is a greater intimacy. That is part of it. But it's He's calling us and inviting us to a life of intimacy. Yeah. And and with an invitation, there's always a choice. 
and you yeah. can you can either say yes to an invitation or you can decline an invitation and I believe these times and I know both of us do are so so key at the moment that we respond to his invitation of yeah. intimacy and I believe as we do that as I prayed, we, we come alive in a yeah. new and fresh way. That in, in this season, I don't think we can live our lives just on the knowledge of God and the knowledge of our Christianity and how we may have been with God for a few months or years mm. even and, and just be happy with that. And we go about our daily business and daily life and, and all the things without really understanding what, what is God doing? What mm. is He saying? What is happening around us? And we know, and we said this a number of times recently, there is such a huge war of words that is going on out there at this time. And I listened to a message by somebody the other day and they, they even used that phrase, there, there's a war of words going on. And then they, they said this, which I thought this is so profound and, and, and exactly what's happening, that the enemy is coming like a flood and he is wanting to flood this culture, this generation, flood the world with what he is doing that he mm. he not only floods the world with it but he's he's there's such a war of words that he is trying to shut the church down close the voice of the church down put us on our back foot get us retreating mm. and wanting us to to hide and and try and rob us of boldness and confidence and that he's not only wanted to flood the world and wash the world away with his purposes and agenda, but he's also wanted to take the church with it so that we, yeah. we become so, so engrossed with the narrative of the world and the war of words out there that we, we, we even begin to flirt with those conversations and those narratives and, and begin to be consumed by those. And, yeah. and part of the question is, uh, or the other part is that God is coming with his flood, with mm -hmm. who he is. And I believe that's why the intimacy is so, so important. And yeah. Jane used this phrase uh, recently that, that when we are overwhelmed with him, we won't be overwhelmed with what is going on and with mm -hmm. other things. And God wants to flood us with himself. And so yeah. part of the question is, which which flood are we drawing on? Which flood are we drinking from? Mm. Which flood is it that we're allowing to take over, to overwhelm us in, in that sense? And yeah. we all know what the right answer is. The right answer is, well, we, we, we want to be overwhelmed with Him. Mm. And this invitation to intimacy, I believe, is, is so, so important yeah. at this time. And uh, just a scripture, when I was praying the other day, Proverbs 29, 18, which some of you are going to know well. Uh, it's interesting I had this, this scripture uh, because often we relate this scripture to the church and let's just read it and we'll understand what God wants to say to us this morning through this. Proverbs 29, 18, he says, where there is no vision, now, the, the true word that should be in there instead of vision is revelation, okay? Where there is no revelation, the people are unrestrained. They throw off all restraint. But happy and blessed is he who keeps the law or who walks in the ways and mm. the truth or the word of God, who lives yeah. out the word of God. That's mm. what that means. 
But let's take the first part of the verse for a minute where it says, where there is no revelation. Now, what does that mean? It means where there is no understanding or perception of God and his word. Uh, The people are unrestrained. Now, Often we use that that verse in the context of the church, where there's no vision, the people perish, they throw off restraint, they don't know what they're doing or where they're going. And we often put that in a vision meeting, a vision context, that we need to have vision so that we know where we're going. And obviously, of course, this verse can relate into that. But the context of, of what the writer is saying here, he's talking to the world, he, well, he's, the, he's talking to God's people, but he's talking to the world saying, where there's no revelation of God or his word, the people are unrestrained. And we see that in our culture at this Mm. time increasingly. It's not that some of the narratives out there are new and that suddenly all this stuff is surfacing. Things have been going in a certain direction for many, many years. Mm. It's just that things are becoming even stronger, uh, more uh, exposed, if you like, or, or more uh, stronger in the way things are being said out there. And, and we know at the end of the day that the, the devil is behind what is going on. The, the devil does not want God's purposes to be outworked in the world. Mm. And one of the reasons we want to encounter Jesus, one of the reasons we have encounter nights, for example, or we have extended times of worship on Sunday at the moment, uh, and maybe even going forward is because we, we want to encounter Jesus. We want to be overwhelmed with Him. We want to hear what He is saying. We want to be convinced in our hearts and lives about who He yeah. is, yeah. what He's saying, what He's doing, so that we position our lives in alignment with Him fully how He wants us to be. This isn't a time to just go in second gear. It's not a time to just cruise. It's not yeah. a time to say, I've got things on in life. I'm busy doing this, busy doing that. I haven't got round to church. I haven't got round to... It's, it's, the question is not about whether I've got around to church or not and connected on a Sunday or turned up in person yet or, or any of that. It, at this moment, it's do we, do you and I, do we discern mm-hmm. the time we're in, the moment that we're in? Yeah. Do we discern uh, what is happening around us and the importance of this hour, the yeah. importance of this hour? The enemy wants us wants to make us sleepy. The, the enemy wants to make us drowsy mm. so that we think, oh, you know, yeah, there's time for this. There's time. Yeah, I'll, I'll get up when, when uh, you know, and, and there, there can easily be a drowsiness on us and around us. And, and the Holy Spirit is, wanting, is quickening us at yeah. this time. He wants us to be alive and alert at this mm. time and coming into a place of intimacy with him, spending time with him. Uh, it's not just I'll have my quiet time. I'll read the Bible a bit and pray a bit and, and just do what I do each day. No, it's, it's drawing aside mm. because the Father's, if you can hear me, he's not really that interested at the moment as to whether we just read the Bible a bit and we pray our prayers today and then go about our daily business. What he's saying is, no, no, hey, guys, I'm inviting you to something deeper. Yeah. I'm inviting you into who I am mm. in, a, in a deeper, stronger way because... Yeah. of how I need to be in you and how you need to be in and with me because of the flood of what is going on yeah. in the world and in the culture and in the society we're in that wants to take us out, wants to dumb down the church, wants to put us to sleep. And we're in a moment where we need to be alive. We need mm-hmm. to be alert. We need to be discerning. We need to be listening. We need to be hearing in our own lives, not just from the church, if you like, from leaders to 
in a message, but we need to be hearing in our own lives the time, the moment, the season, the hour, so that we're alive and alert. And so, of course, we know because of the spirit of this age, the spirit of the world, uh, that the world is living unrestrained and in an increasing way because there is no revelation Mm. of God. There Mm. is no Mm. understanding of who He is and His Word. So there's no restraint. So people are thinking we can do what we like. We can live however we want. We can make up whatever laws we want in line with what the people are wanting and and everything else. And, And firstly, as the church, as, as God's people, he, he wants a, 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 a reverence and an awe in our lives in a new and fresh way because he wants us to live a restrained life yeah. in terms of the things of the world, but an unrestrained life yeah. in terms of the things of his kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Because the enemy wants to put restraint on us to stop us being who God has called us to be in this hour and in this moment. Uh, I think we heard again recently, uh, one of us said something like, um, there's not a time for everything at this moment. There's not a time just for this and for the other. And yes, you know, God's in there somewhere. This is a critical hour that we're in. And God wants us fully awake, fully alert and fully aligned with with him. And Mm. so, because we know it's the spirit of the world, the spirit of this age, it's the enemy behind that, that is blinding the eyes of those who are not spiritually alive Mm. in that sense. It doesn't mean we we are right and others are wrong and we're coming from a, yeah, we know and everything. What we're saying is, is when somebody doesn't know God, they're not spiritually alive and they just live in the way they want because there are no paradigms. There are no, there are no restraints in the right way. And restraints are seen as a negative thing. Whereas for us as believers, we know that, that godly restraints stop us from being flooded by the ways of the world, the things of the world and what the enemy is doing. And godly restraints enable us to walk in that highway of holiness, Mm. to walk that narrow path. Mm. And as we respond to that invitation of intimacy, what happens is his life and his power begin to rise up and be released in a fresh way. And the flood of God, of what he wants to do, is going to come through who we are in our own individualized beliefs, but also who we are as a church and the church. And such a critical moment, such a critical time uh, that that we are in. And and I just pray that all of us, all of us, We, we, we discern the moment, yeah. we hear the hour and the time mm. that we don't just have a, well, I'll get round to it mm. uh, or I'll connect in later when it suits me. Oh, I, I just didn't get round to it again. Let's, let's not be put to sleep by the enemy mm. and end up having a life of, well, I'll get round to it or, or church isn't really doing much for me at the moment. It, it's not church. Yeah. It's not church that might not be, it's, yeah. it's what's happening in your own life yeah where there's, there's a, a sleepiness coming on you that says, oh, it's not really doing much for me at the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit, why? Because we've become busy with other stuff and, and we need to just be aware. This is like a, a little bit of a warning message for us at this time uh, where God's saying, hey guys, don't let the enemy put you to sleep. Don't let the enemy think that you're doing all right and that you're happy with where you are when I'm, I'm inviting you into more of who I am mm. because of how the mm. church needs to be in this hour. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to become even more critical going yeah. forward yeah. in these coming months even, let alone years yeah. 
in terms of how we need to be as as the church. Yeah, yeah, I, oh, oh man, there's so much in that. Um, there is so much God is doing at the moment. And, and what I loved about Wednesday night was just the sense of his presence, but the release also of his power. Yeah. And then back into that, those intimate sound and, and move of the spirit that, you just didn't want to leave. You didn't want it to end. We couldn't. The meeting couldn't. It just. You couldn't yeah. stop. Not that we wanted to stop it. It's <laughs> like the, the meeting. We just can't stop. It's just the abiding yeah. with him yeah. um, and uh, yielding to him. And um, like Clive said, this is a, a critical time. And I shared last week um, this journey of intimacy that the Lord has had me on for a, for a while, where I've been in um, Song of Songs in and out for. a, a couple of years now um, and it got to the point where the, the Lord was showing me and saying to me I knew just wasn't for me so I, I've started a small group where we go through Song of Songs together or we encounter Jesus in Song of Songs put it that way and he's doing he's doing a deep work and overwhelming us overcoming us consuming us um, being so intimate in ways that I, I never knew that could I could be that with Jesus or he could be that with me. And it is, it is an awakening. It is a stirring. It is, but it's so exciting and so life-giving. And so sometimes I can't keep my mouth shut and have to talk about Jesus to people because it's, but it's love, you know, it's love that's, that's in me, that's compelling me. And um, one of the, the things that the Lord really, um, sort of moved me to do was when was when I was praying in the night um, uh, for quite a long time and meeting with him. It, one of the scriptures that he he had me going through was in Matthew 25. And it talks about the kingdom of heaven being like the virgins, uh, 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Okay. Five of them were foolish thoughtless without forethought and five were wise. They were sensible, intelligent and prudent. Mm -hmm. Uh, for when the foolish took their lamps, they did not take extra oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil along with them with their lamps. While the bridegroom lingered and was slow in coming, they all began nodding their heads and they fell asleep. So if you, if you like, this is like um, us, the, the people of God waiting for Jesus to come, waiting for the bridegroom to come. Yeah to come back and it's taken what two two thousand years or whatever you know it's like uh people are nodding off it's like is some people are like is he ever or they've stopped believing he's going to and others are like just you know we're just waiting and and uh, some are asleep and some are, are like a bit more awake than that but um it says while he lingered and was slow in coming they began nodding their heads and fell asleep but at midnight there was a shout Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Mm. Go out to meet him. Mm. Then all those virgins got up and put their own lamps in order. And I believe this is the season that we're in, that there is this shout that the bridegroom is coming. Mm. He is on his yeah. way. Yeah. And it's up to us to get our own lamps in order. And the story carries on where five do and five don't. You can, you can go on and read it yourself. But basically there is this awakening by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been poured out in the last hundred years, if you like, in the nations. And we've, we've, we've gone from religion to this living relationship with the Holy Spirit, living yielded, living more devoted to him. It's, it's life. It's not just religion. Yeah, we get that. 
But the last, it's almost like the last day's revelation um, that many people are talking about at the moment, the last day's revelation to the church. And this is what Clive's talking about. This revelation that we need to perceive is that the bridegroom is coming and we are the bride that are being made ready or we need to get ourselves ready. Um, Paul said in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 11, he said, for I am zealous for you with a godly eagerness and a divine jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Mm -hmm. It has always been that the church is the bride of Christ, that he is going to come back as a bridegroom for his bride. And this is that time where we are getting ourselves ready. Revelation 19, seven to nine says, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. And to her, it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. And he said to me, write this down, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. So it's like this call going out from the spirit at this time. Come and be with me. Come, I want to make you pure and spotless. I want to clean you up. Mm. I want to heal you. Thank you Lord. I want to set you free like was happening on Wednesday night. The siege is being lifted. Yeah. There are things in our lives that the Lord wants to deal with yeah. once and for all. For us to just be full of living water. Like Clive mm. said, when the enemy comes in like a flood in Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 49, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises up a standard to push against it. And God raises us up. Mm. And the living water that is in us that we are drinking at this time and feeding on at this time more and more and more. When he says, come and come and drink of living water, we are the ones that he's gonna raise up to push back what the enemy is doing. And it's the, the revelation that we're getting at this time of love in the, in the intimate place with Him. This love that frees us, this love that, yeah, just brings freedom into our life and release that we are unhindered, mm. that we are free of fear because perfect love casts out all fear, I was saying last week. We are free to express the power and passion of the Holy Spirit yeah. who is on the inside of us. So it's a yielding to Him a yielding to the power and passion of His Spirit, that we are witnesses of His power in our lives. We are witnesses of His passion towards us and for the lost. We are, we are full of His heart for people. Mm. And you know, His heart yearns for people. It mm. yearns for us. It, that's what draws us to Him more and more at this time. His, his heart is yearning for the lost and His heart is yearning for um, His people Israel. And it's interesting because I said to the Lord a few weeks ago, you know, we've had a heart for Israel. God has, has given us that for a long time now. And over the years we've been to Israel, we've, we've done different things in terms of reaching out to the Jewish people over here and holding prayer breakfasts and, and the other things that the Lord has had us do. And in this season, I said to the Lord, where does all, what, what, what's going on with Israel at the moment for us? What's our response? Um, where does Israel fit with all the Jewish people with this whole thing of Song of Songs that you're, you're doing in me at the moment and that I'm running with? And I said that to the Lord, okay, one evening. And the next day, 
we were listening to the Jerusalem prayer breakfast online. And one of the leaders there said, the scripture at the moment that is most important to be praying and speaking over the Jewish people is Song of Songs. And you could have just, I just, oh my goodness, Lord, you have just answered my prayer, my question, because Song of Songs is God's love for the Jewish people. It's his love story of wooing them Mm. to himself and making them worthy. And, and we've come into this love story, but it's theirs. He, he originally called them. He says in Hosea 2, the Lord says, you will call me husband and no longer call me master. In that day, I will make a covenant with you. I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and justice, in loving kindness and mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness and you shall know the Lord. And we have come into these promises. We have mm. come into this bride-bridegroom relationship, but it's still theirs. And the Lord took me to this, this, these verses in Jeremiah 31. And, um, you know, it's an interesting time for us. Many of you maybe haven't seen, you know, some of your kids uh, or your parents, you know, for such a long time. And we have a son and his wife and our three grandchildren in the States. Um, we haven't seen for nearly two years. Well, Zealand, the latest little one, we haven't seen at all yet because <laughs> he was born seven months ago. Um, but the Lord took me to these verses in Jeremiah 31 where God talks about his heart for his firstborn. And he was talking to me about, he's like, I know your heart to go and see your firstborn. I know, I get it. He says, I haven't seen my firstborn for like 2000 years. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm talking two years, Jesus is talking 2000 years. Um, but these verses in Jeremiah 31, 20, he says, is Ephraim or Israel, my dear son, is he a darling child and beloved? For as often as I speak against him, I do earnestly remember him still. Therefore, my affection is stirred and my heart yearns for him. Yeah. I will surely have mercy, pity and loving kindness for him, says the Lord. So Israel, in a way, all the Jewish people have um, not been walking with the Lord. Most of them have not been walking with the Lord for, for, for many, many years. And they've gone astray from the Lord and they're in the nations, they're dispersed, but God's heart yearns for them. And he says to them, set up for yourselves highway markers back to the land, make for yourselves guideposts, turn your thoughts and attention to the way by which you went into exile. Mm. Retrace your steps, O Israel, return to these your cities. And that's the cry of God's heart for his people. They return their heart and thoughts turn back to him mm. and they return home to their land that he has given them. He says, how long will you waver and hesitate to return, O backsliding daughter? For the Lord has created a new thing in the land. And I believe this is the day that we're in, a new day. I have created a new thing in the land of Israel. A female, a woman shall encompass a man. She will woo and win him. And it says in the notes, this is Israel, the erring but deeply penitent wife Instead of going after other lovers and other loves, she will devote herself to winning back and being worthy of the love of her divine 
husband mm. and Lord. Yeah. And it's the time, right. it's a time we're in. I know the Lord took me to that scripture to say it's time. It's a new day where I'm causing the hearts of my people, my church, but also my Jewish people, wherever they are, their hearts, their thoughts, their attentions to come back on me to come back to me, to devote themselves to me, to be the wife for me because I am their husband who loves them deeply, to come back and devote themselves in these days. These days are critical, like Clive was saying. Mm. These last days, revelation of the bride and her husband, where we live devoted. And you know, in Acts, that's how they lived. They lived devoted. They devoted themselves to the Lord. They devoted themselves to one another in the ways, in the ways that they lived. They devoted themselves to the word and to the breaking of bread and to communion. They devoted themselves to the, the power of the spirit being seen amongst them that it says God added daily to their number. Mm. And they're the day, that's the days that we, we yeah. want to see yeah. that we're in, that he adds daily to our, to our number, not coming in here, but our lives devoted where we are in our homes, in our workplaces. And yes, maybe they'll come in here to worship, but it's not about coming to church. It's about being so devoted to Jesus, so zealous for him as he's zealous for us. It's, yeah. it's love. It's love that changes us and will change those around us. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus such a critical day. Yeah, and the bride that is talked about in the word there is, is Jew being born again, coming mm. alive to Christ, and it's Gentiles being born again, mm. coming alive to Christ. And yeah. as it talks about in Ephesians chapter two, that the two, the wall of hostility between the two is pulled down and the two become one. Yeah. One, it says, says one new man in Christ, but the two become one together in Christ. Mm. And so this bride that is being talked about is, is the, the, the Jewish people coming back to God in the way that, that James has spoken about and, and through Christ being born again, mm. uh, but also the Gentiles, you and I, most of us being born also into Christ and, and therefore this bride that that yeah. is being prepared yeah. uh, is is this bride of Jew and Gentile together, mm. Mm. one together that mm. Jesus is, is coming back for. Yeah. And and we're in that moment, you yeah. know, where God is is speaking to Jewish people, even if they don't realise it, mm. uh, to go back to Israel, to go back to their land, if mm. you like. And the, and the Bible says that as they return, he is going to reveal himself to them, show yeah. them who he is. And then uh, they're going to be a blessing to the world. There's going to be a move of the spirit that's going to mm. affect the world. Mm. And and we believe we're right at the beginning of that time, that yeah. season where this is a global thing that's that's yeah. that's going to be taking place. And we know that the enemy is working globally now, trying to encompass the whole world, the whole mm. globe mm. in his flood. Yep. So every nation is trying to flood with his narrative yep. because he wants to stop the global thing that God wants to do mm. that's going to that's then going to be the we see the return of Jesus yeah. uh, to come back for his bride. But the enemy's trying to stop that. Yeah. And we want to make sure in our own lives that we are not asleep, mm. 
that we are not a bride that is busy with other stuff. Yeah. And, and those of you who got married or, or your kids have got married or, or whatever, or you've been to a wedding or, or you've known somebody who's got married, how focused the bride is mm. on, on her dress and her makeup <laughs> and how her hair's gonna be and how everything needs to be set up on the day, the look of it and the decorations mm. and the, 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 the cake and, and the food and everything is like, it's just gotta be perfect mm. um, for, for when I walk up that aisle and my, my groom is, is, the bridegroom's waiting there, yeah. looking down the aisle and the look on his face as I walk up the aisle, I want it to be, I want his jaw to drop, <laughs> you know, because of the atmosphere, the environment, but because I've made myself mm. ready mm. for the bridegroom. And mm. then what happens when, when she comes to the front and she takes the veil off and, and, you know, the bloke is just standing there like, the guy's just standing there like, oh my word, you look drop dead gorgeous, you know, whatever <laughs> goes on at that moment. It's like, wow. This is amazing. Yeah. You're beautiful. You're lovely. You're, you know, and, and the bride has been preparing for that moment. Mm. Yeah. And that's how God wants us to be yeah. towards Him, towards Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that, that we live a prepared life. We're, we're, our lives mm. every day are like, I want the fragrance mm. of my life mm. to be one that is where He goes, oh, that is that's sweet. Mm. You know, where the way we are, it's, it's like we're, we're living in that moment yeah. all the time. Yeah. And, and that's the time we're in. And yeah. so let's just take a moment, shall we? Mm. We need to pray mm. and just respond to the Lord this moment. Let's respond to his invitation of intimacy at yeah. this time. That means that we might need we might need to make some time. Well, we will need to make some time to mm. develop mm. that intimacy with him. Um, but we need to see it differently as, mm. all right, so I need longer time with Jesus in the morning then. You say I need a longer quiet time. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about quiet times. I'm not talking about, you know, that what we're saying is, living a devoted life. Yeah. It's, I'm gonna draw aside now, instead yeah. of watching that film, or instead of watching the TV, we all have some time to do some stuff and to chill out. I appreciate there can be moments in our life where for whatever reason, it's just flat out mm. and, and, you know, but we don't live flat out all the time. We all have time to do things, to do what we want, to do this, to do that, and do the other. And it's this thing in here. What's, it's the heart. Mm. And just before we pray, I was, I was just praying the other day and I, I read the story about the rich young ruler that came to Jesus. And he, he basically was asking the question, um, what, what must I do to inherit eternal life and, and everything? And Jesus said, basically, well, you just need to live the law, fulfill the law. And the guy said, well, I do this, I do, keep all the commandments and I do this, that and the other. Jesus was probably thinking, great, good job, well done. But then he asked him a question or, or he said something. He said, okay, if you want to follow me then, he said, what you need to do is go and sell everything, give it all to the poor, then you can follow me. And the guy took a moment and he was like, right, uh, wow, I don't know if I can do that. And he walked away. It's interesting, Jesus didn't chase him. He let the guy go mm. because what was going on in the guy was all to do with his heart. And what the guy had allowed in his life in, for him was his riches or his material stuff or his, for him, they had his heart, they had him. So mm. when Jesus put his finger on the thing in his heart that stopped him from following Jesus, 
Jesus was inviting him. I'm inviting you to intimacy. I'm inviting you. But what is there in your heart that might stop you from responding to that intimacy to follow me where I'm going? And it might not be material things or, or money or whatever it is for, for you. It could be something else. But what this time is about is, is, is a heart surrender, a heart yielding mm. of everything mm. in our lives. And, and, and for that guy, he, what he couldn't come to terms with, he couldn't submit his heart to Jesus. It wasn't that he couldn't submit his wealth and his money and possessions to Jesus. What he couldn't do was submit his heart himself to Jesus because something else had his heart. And the enemy doesn't care what has our hearts. He doesn't care as long as something has our mm. hearts and it's not Jesus. Mm. And, and so what we wanna do is we wanna just surrender yeah. our hearts and lives to him because as we do that, the things that hold our hearts begin to get broken off of us, separated off, they mm. begin to melt away. And so it's not a, a battle, oh no, if I'm gonna follow Jesus, I've got to give this up now. Where we do is we start with him. Mm. Yeah. We finish with him and he's the bit in the middle. And the best way to deal with heart issues is just make a decision. I'm gonna go and spend time with him now, just mm. be with him. Mm. And what you'll find over a few days or weeks even, and over a period of months, mm. as you cultivate this intimacy afresh with him, yeah. you'll find desires for him and his ways will get stronger. Mm. And the things that could be captivating your heart and life at this moment, just fall away. Mm. So it's not just, Right, pray a prayer, repent of this, do that, and suddenly, boom, we know God can do that in a moment, but this is about cultivating something. Yeah. It's not just, can God do that in me so I don't have to bother? You know, it's, it's no, it's, it's... It's relationship. It's relationship, yeah. Setting your life towards yeah. Him in a new and fresh way. Mm. So let's, mm. let's just come before Him, shall we, and mm. just pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you that you are here right now. Oh, Holy Spirit, let's overwhelm, overwhelm us. Yeah. Jesus, I, I just want to respond in my own life because I can't respond for others. Father, I choose to respond to your invitation to intimacy to be with you, to abide with you, mm. not just to read the Bible a bit, to pray a few prayers and then get on with the day or fit you in at the end of the day because I haven't got round to you till then. But no, just say, no, I want to I be with you. I just want to come and be with you. I want to be in your presence. Mm. I want to abide with you. And in that, I know you're going to speak and work and you're going to show me things in your word that I read, but show me things you want to say to me and mm. do in me and everything else. And so, Jesus, I choose to Thank respond Jesus. to your invitation yes, Lord. to intimacy. Yes, Lord. I want you to come alive in me mm. in a new and fresh way yeah. so that I'm, I'm living on the edge of my seat all the time. I'm living on yeah. tiptoe. I'm living on that front foot with you so that other things can't have my Thank heart. You, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus like you do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For some, you're in a great season with the Lord and you just know, you feel like this is the best season I've ever had in my life with Him. 
maybe at the other end of the scale, maybe some of you feel like, well, after this message, I'm, I'm really not sure where I am at this moment. Don't let the enemy bring any condemnation mm. on you and say you're nowhere. Make a decision this morning, today, right? Jesus, I, I choose to respond now to your invitation of intimacy. Yes. I choose right now to begin to set aside space and time to come and abide with you. To come and be with you. And it might, might be 10, 15 minutes initially. I'm not saying spend three hours with the Lord and get, get your act sorted or anything like that. It might be just 10 minutes initially. Mm. Maybe, maybe you're not sure what to do. Initially, but just be with him. Just find a mm. quiet spot in your house. Sit in a chair that you know is comfy. Thank you, Jesus. Just, and just be with him. Invite him, Holy Spirit. I invite you just to come and be with me. Mm. I want to be with you. Just invite him and just begin to fellowship, begin to abide. Just let him be who he yes. is with you. Yeah. And you'll be surprised at how he begins to come, how he begins to reveal himself. It's not about trying to get somewhere. Have I got there yet? Do I feel like he's here yet? Don't, don't worry about that stuff. Just mm. be with him. Yeah. And sometimes you're going to have times where you're like, whoa, God, you are awesome. Other times it might be, well, I don't know if I felt anything. Don't worry about that. Just be with him. Mm, Let yeah. him cultivate and, and cultivate with him relationship. Yes. He'll begin to speak. He'll begin to move. He'll mm. begin to work. And you'll find stuff starts happening in a new and fresh way. Yeah. He'll show you what you need to surrender and yield to him. Yeah. He'll show you, what you how you need to respond to him. But just invite him. Holy Spirit, yes. come. So, Father, I just pray that as we respond to the, your invitation of intimacy, when we say yes and we, mm. we come aside, you come and you work yeah. and you move yeah. by your spirit. Yeah. And that the flood of who you are overtakes yes. Yes. any flood of the enemy Amen. that might be trying to take Amen. us out yep. in our lives. Yeah. So that we're flooded with you, overwhelmed with you, so that that is what happens around us. Yes, Lord. That the flood of who you are comes through us into yes. other people's Thank lives you, and overtakes Thank the flood of the enemy yes. in their life yes, because of what you're doing in our lives. Yes, Lord. So we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, we Lord. praise your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you. You are zealous yeah. for us. Yeah. You are jealous for us, for our, our time and our attention. Our mm. thoughts just turn towards you even. Yeah. Lord, you see it and you want to be with us. I thank you, Lord, it's that time to embrace you in a new way, in yeah. a deeper way that we've maybe we've never done before. Jesus. And Lord, what you do in us, Lord, will lift sieges off of ourselves and those around us, Lord. Yeah, right. Lord, it will just free thank us. You. Your love will free us, Lord. Yeah. Your love will move through us, Lord. Lord. And where the enemy has been been coming like a flood, Lord, you cause something to happen in us. You stand up as your as, as a bride who is loved and free, yeah. who is redeemed, who stands up in authority and can push back yeah. the work of the enemy in our own lives, families, neighbours, streets, nation, Israel, whatever, Lord. We thank you that the love and jealousy, zealous that you have for us will make others 
thirsty for you. Yeah. We'll make others thirsty for this love. Thank we'll you. make the Jewish people jealous yes. for what is originally yes. theirs, Lord. The, yeah. the Bible says it's theirs and we can make them jealous for it by the way we love. We thank you, Jesus. It's a new day. It's a critical hour thank and you. we say yes. Yeah. Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Thank Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. There might be some of you uh, in person in, in one of the venues or you might be at home and you don't know Jesus and you've been connecting in this morning, maybe for the first time, maybe a few times recently. Uh, you might have even been at the, the baptisms yesterday down in Goring. Uh, and you just heard people's stories and you're like, wow, I've never heard anything like that. People's lives being changed in that way mm. and seeing them getting baptised. And maybe you've just thought, wow, that's interesting. I might connect in tomorrow to th these guys. And you, something's going on in you. You just feel drawn in some way saying, I, I want to take a first step towards Jesus. I want to move towards him. Well, you can just acknowledge that in your heart and life at this moment. And and I just want to give you a moment just to pray, just yeah. to talk to God if that's where you are at this moment. And maybe just say, okay, Jesus, I, I don't know you at this moment, but I want to know you. I've heard some stories, I've seen some things and I want to know you for myself. So Jesus, I surrender mm. my life to you. Would you forgive me? Please forgive me for every sin, everything I've done that separates me from you. And I repent, the word repent means to turn around and to go in the opposite direction. I repent, I want to turn around today mm. And I don't want to live that way, walking away from you. I want to live this way, walking towards you, walking with you. So I repent and turn to you this morning, today. And I yield my life to you and give you who I am. And Jesus, I ask you that you would give me who you are. Come into my life today and be Lord of my life. Be number one, be in charge of this life, my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just pray right now for anybody who's responding to you like that, you would meet with them mm -hmm. right in this yes. moment where they are in their life now, that they would cross over from spiritual death mm -hmm. to spiritual life right now. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If, if you've been praying that, responding like that or you're still thinking about it and you want to know more, how do you do that? Just get in touch with us, info at kingdomfaith.com and we'd love to get in touch with you and help you. You might be with people either in one of the venues now or um, at home with others that do know Jesus and you want to know more, have a chat with them, talk with somebody once the meeting's closed and find out how you can take a first step to know Jesus. Or if you have done already, let us know or tell the others around you and then also we can help you move forward in a whole new life with God that's going to be amazing as you, uh, as you surrender your life to him. So everybody, be really, really blessed. Great to spend a bit of time with you this morning. 
let's live in the way that we've been speaking about this morning. Let's, let's just see what God wants to do and let the flood of who he is come through our lives and overtake the flood of the enemy that might be around us in different ways. So have an amazing week. Be really, really blessed. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.